Hello and welcome to the Bucket Lister podcast. Join your host, Keith Crockford, along with special guests who have traveled the world, here to share stories of their adventures and plenty of inspo to add to your bucket list. Now, let's get into today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Bucket Lister podcast. I am your host, Keith Crockford, and today I am talking all about travel insurance. And I know it might sound like a really boring subject. In, in you know, to be honest, it is, isn't it? Like if you think about your trip, you book your trip, then you've got to think about all the equipment you need. But the one thing that generally gets forgotten about is the travel insurance. And to me, I think that's the most important thing. And it was a conversation that I was having with somebody last week. And they were saying, oh, I'm going to get my travel insurance like the week before we travel. And I was like, no, 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 no. You don't need to do that. Please don't do that. Because doing this job for so many years and organizing so many trips for people, like the one thing that's needed the most is travel insurance. And the problem is, is most people need their travel insurance before they go on their trip. Like I've had so many people who have needed to make a claim on travel insurance because something has happened before the trip, which has meant that they can't go on it, whether they've got injured or they've got a medical problem or something's happened in their family, which has meant that they can't travel um, at the last minute and they've needed to cancel their trip. And obviously at the point of that, everything's already been paid for. You know, not just us, but T's and C's from any travel company will be, you know, if you're within a month before traveling, everything's already been paid for. So you're going to lose 100% of your money um, more often than not. And, you know, you're going to then need to claim on your travel insurance. And the number of times we've been chasing people um, for copies of their travel insurance before their trip, and they, they're sorting it out days before they go. Um and it's it's just crazy, really, when you think you spend all of that money on your trip, but yet you're not protecting that money if anything was to happen to you. So my first piece of advice, always therefore is, is get your travel insurance when you book your trip, because at that point then, you are protected throughout. Now, my other tip on this, and what I do, what all my guides do, and what I advise people to do, is to get your travel insurance and rather than get it per trip is to have a yearly policy. Now, if you are traveling at least twice, three times a year, then it is beneficial for you to have a yearly policy rather than a separate policy um, for each time you travel. Um, That's what I do. So every year I pay my money um, and it works out. I mean, you know, at the bucket list company, we advise to use a company called Campbell Irvine. And I will put a link in the show notes where you can go and have a look at their insurance policies. Um, but I do my yearly one with them. And I think I pay round about 180, 190 pound a year for my travel insurance. And obviously, I'm seeing lots of people's travel insurance come through for their trips. And for example, people who are going on uh, an Everest base camp trek or a Kilimanjaro trek are paying around about £100 for a single trip policy. 
So for another £80, you're covering yourself for the whole year. And I don't then need to worry about if I'm go if I'm traveling at the last minute, um, it, you know, if I book a, book lots of trips, I'm covered for the whole year, and I just renew it every year. And I think that is the best way to be insured from a travel perspective, especially if you are traveling a lot. Um, the cost difference, I think, is very minimal. And you know, if you are used to traveling, you're booking last minute weekend trips away or whatever you then don't need to worry about travel insurance because you're already covered for the whole year um one caveat i will just put on that though is that a lot of multi uh, a lot of multi-trip policies or year policies uh, will only cover you for a certain period so you can't go and take out a multi-policy insurance and go traveling for a whole year because it won't cover you then sometimes the longest you can be away is like 30 60 or 90 days so if you are going to go in off traveling um, for a long period of time gap year that sort of thing then those insurance policies normally won't won't suit so just read the small print and just double check Another thing we see quite a lot of at the bucket list company is people trying to use um, like their bank or their credit card insurance that comes with their bank account or with the credit card that they've got. And what we say to those people is just please check the terms and conditions of the policy because especially for trips, you know, they're great for if you're going on a weekend away, you know, um, a you know, you're, you're popping across to to Dublin for the weekend or you're going to Brussels or Paris or somewhere like that, then bank policies generally are fine. But if you're looking at doing an adventure travel trip, then a lot of those policies don't cover you for a lot of activities. And it's worth checking that um, that you are covered for like, you know, the altitude that you're going to. Many policies will only cover you up to 2,000 meters. So for most of our treks, those policies won't count. Um, you know, also check for things like scuba diving and things like that, because a lot of the time they won't cover you for certain activities. So you do really need to check the small print of the insurance company and make sure everything you are doing on that trip or the trip you're going to do is covered by the policy you want. Um, I know that I had I had a conversation with a few people a while ago that whilst they were away, they went and booked a um horse riding excursion so they were on a bucket list trip but then whilst they were away they had free time and then they went and booked another excursion now whilst they were on that excursion there was no helmets being worn um in the horse riding and if you read the small print that horse trekking would be qualified would qualify within your insurance but your insurance would have been invalid because you were trekking with with no helmet on so you do really need to check of all the things you're doing when you're away to make sure that you are covered and your insurance is going to pay out for you. Um, and, you know, there are so many loopholes and things. We all know what it's like with insurance companies. They'll try and do whatever they can to get out paying. So you really do need to make sure that the activities, there is no kind of scope for them to, to get out of it. Um, and, you know, I remember I was chatting with Jake um, earlier today and we were discussing insurance and we had one person who was using their bank policy but then they'd taken out a separate policy to cover them at altitude for the time that they were away now the problem was was that when they were on the trek 
uh, it was a, a Nepal trek. Um, there was a delay uh, in the planes, and it meant that they were flying later back because they had to extend the trip a little bit. And actually, they had to phone up the insurance company and extend it by a couple of days because they were trying to sort of not cut corners in essence, but rather than taking one policy out for the whole trip, they just took a policy out to cover them whilst they were trekking. Um, and they did it for the exact amount of days they were trekking and didn't allow for any leeway. Um, so it's one thing I wouldn't suggest. And, you know, like I said, if you take a yearly policy out, you never need to worry about any of those things in dates you're traveling and all of those things, because you are covered for the whole time you're away. And, I just think that's just so much easier. You never have to worry about it, and and everything's great in that perspective. Um, the other thing from an insurance point of view is what you don't realise sometimes is how much equipment you are carrying in your bag. And if your bag was to go missing, would you actually have the cover in place to replace everything that's in it? You know, if you think of... You know, for me, for example, if I'm going scuba diving, I take all my dive kit with me. I've got my dive computer with me. I've got my dive camera with me. You know, there are thousands and thousands of pounds in my dive bag that goes on the aeroplane. And if that doesn't arrive, then that's going to need to be replaced. But do I have enough cover within my insurance policy to make sure that happens? Um, if you're on a, an Island Peak Trek or a Mira Peak Trek or an Amadablam Trek and you've got all your mountaineering kit with you, I mean, even on a Kilimanjaro or an Everest Base Camp Trek or a Mount Tupcow Trek, if you add up all the kit that's in your bag with your Gore-Tex waterproofs, you know, your down sleeping bag, your down jacket, your boots – you know, all of these things, if you add it all up and check what your insurance cover is, is there enough cover there to cover all that if your bag went missing? And I bet half the time the answer would be no, or you haven't really even considered it about how much stuff you are actually taking with you. Now, obviously, touch wood, as I'm banging my desk, you know, if a bag did go missing, it would be found again. But does your insurance company cover you to buy equipment so you can still go and do your trek. You know, if you got to Kathmandu, um, and as I did in the, in November, my bag didn't arrive in Kathmandu when I arrived. Luckily, my bag arrived before I went on my trek. But if that hadn't have happened, I'd have had to have gone on a bit of a shopping spree around Kathmandu to buy the equipment I needed to go on the trek. Now, would you know, my insurance company would cover that. I could claim that back. But just double check again whether or not the policy you've got would cover you for those things. Because, you know, on a lot of occasions, they might not. And, you know, you could be up for, you know, again, a few, you know, I mean, you look at, think about it. It would probably cost you a thousand pounds to go and get kitted out if you wanted to go and do a trek. So is all that stuff covered in your bag? And would they cover it again if you had to buy it? So it is really important that you check your travel insurance to make sure that all of those things are covered in the policy. Um, finally, on, on travel insurance, and one thing that I, you know, I need to get across to people really is the fact that your insurance is there and they're probably going to, you know, depending on, again, the company, um, but they're going to probably reimburse you for your costs when you get home. Um, and for some of that, you are going to have to pay in advance. 
depending again on the insurance company. And you really do need to look into that because, you know, if, for example, you are on an Everest base camp trek and you need to get a helicopter rescue um, to get you back to Kathmandu, are you going to need to pay for that rescue in advance or are the insurance company going to write a note to cover the cost to allow you to get on it? Um, but that's also if you are able to speak to your insurance company before you need to to phone for the ambulance. Now, you know, on our guided trips, when we run our bucket list to plus trips and one of our UK guides are out on the trip, you know, we've had to have those conversations with insurance companies. Um, and obviously communication is not great sometimes when you're on um, an Everest base camp trek. The, the time difference plays a massive decision. And you need to potentially have a rescue ASAP. Now, if you can't get authorization from your insurance company that they are going to cover the costs, you are going to need to have a way of paying for that and covering those costs whilst you're away, which is always why we advise that people have a credit card to hand where they can put it on there just until they get back and claim it back. Now, as I said at the start of this podcast, we use Campbell Irvine for you know for our guides. That's who we use. That's who we recommend. Um, you don't have to use Campbell Irvine. You can use any insurance company you like. We don't sell insurance. Um, we just advise who we book with and suggest who you book with because we know the process. Um, it's much easier for us. We know how to get hold of Campbell Irvine. We know what the Campbell Irvine process is and we can make arrangements for people and phone them up and know what to do because we are using Campbell Irvine all the time. Um, so it just makes it that little bit easier. Um, sometimes we can get an authorization from Campbell Irvine. In fact, quite a lot of the time we, we do get an authorization there and then from Campbell Irvine, but it depends on, you know, what time we're calling them, if we can get, you know, if we can get through to them there and then, if we can speak to the right people. So you do need to be prepared to have um, some way of paying for those, you know, incidentals that you might need and then claim them back when you get home. Make sure you're getting all the proper paperwork. Um, and then obviously you can make the claim. And we've never had an issue um, we've always supported. We've had you know a few claims go in from our bucket listers who have needed to get a helicopter down, or they've needed hospitalisation. Um, and we know the process. We know what you need to get home to not then not have an argument with your insurance company, but you know you don't want to have the the, the you know the, the the twos and fros with the insurance company to sort everything out. Um, and you know one advice that I always give to people. Um, when, you know, if you need to get be taken into hospital, like you need to listen to what they are saying and you need to follow what they are saying. Like if you were to discharge yourself from hospital, um, then the chances are your insurance company are going to come back and, and say something to you. Um, you know, if, if you get helicoptered off Everest base camp, and back to Kathmandu, for example, there are procedures and things that need to happen. In Nepal was a was a big issue a few years ago because what a lot of guides were doing was they were they had a bit of a deal going with the helicopter companies that they were saying that their clients needed helicopter and off when they didn't they could have walked down. Um, 
but they were getting a payoff from the helicopter company because the helicopter companies and obviously a medical airlift is more expensive than a tourist airlift so what was happening was the insurance companies were getting hit with all of these helicopter rescues um that in the end weren't actually needed and there was a point when a lot of insurance companies were talking about not insuring for the Everest base camp treks anymore and in, in, in treks in that region because the cost was just so astronomical for them for all of the helicopter rescues that they were paying out for um so now it is really, you know, insurance companies are really looking at this now and they're going to make sure that, you know, if you are needing to be rescued in a helicopter off an Everest base camp trek, that you are going to hospital, you know, you are you are getting a medical report written by a doctor that you were you needed to have that. There was no way you could have made it down any other way. Um, and that's why sometimes it's it's important if we can to get that authorization from the insurance company in the first place that they're happy to do that. Um, but if you know if you if you can't get that authorization before, then you need to make sure you are going to hospital. You are getting signed off by a doctor. You are getting all of your medical documents um, to show you know what your sat you know what your sats and everything were like when you arrived in the hospital. Um, and again, because we've worked with Campbell Irvine, we know what they require, we know what they need, and we make sure that everybody who is coming back from an Everest Base Camp trek that needs to go to hospital is is taking that stuff back to the UK with them, so they can um so they can put their claim in it and it'd be fine. But I just wanted to do this quick episode today on insurance because I think it is a super important thing. Um, you definitely need to have it on any travel trip, but more so on an adventure travel trip. And I just wanted to kind of highlight some of the things to consider and some of the things to think about when, you know, when you're thinking about your travel insurance. And obviously, as I said at the start of this, you know, my top tip is to take a yearly policy out. If you are planning on traveling twice, three times or more a year, then a yearly policy is definitely the way to go. Um, but obviously, secondly, is just checking the small print and making sure that the trip you have booked is covered by everything in that insurance policy. Like I said, I'll put a link um, to Campbell Irvine, um, who we recommend and who we use in the show notes, so you can go and get a quote for them. But obviously, it is super important to have a shop around. Um, obviously, a lot of insurance companies um, once you hit the, the age of 70, some insurance companies won't give um, yearly policies. They will only give single policies and they're all done on a trip by trip basis. Um, so it's important to look for that. Um, some policies will do a family policy. So it might be that if two of you are traveling, you can get a policy together on a yearly policy. That's a great way of doing it. Um, but just compare the price of what a single trip is compared to what a multi uh, yearly policy would look like because I think you'll be surprised at there isn't normally a great deal of difference if you were to do two separate single trip policies compared to a, a yearly one. But that's it from me today. Just a short episode to highlight a few things on travel insurance and adventure travel. I hope you found it useful. I hope it got you thinking about your next trip. Um, but you know, like I said, do have a look 
at um at Campbell Irvine and do kind of shop around and see what else is available as well to make sure it suits the trip that you need. But that's it from me this week. I'll be back with another episode of the Bucket Lister podcast next week. Um, but until then, thanks very much and goodbye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Bucket Lister podcast. Be sure to click follow to be alerted for next week's episode. For more travel inspiration, check us out at www.thebucketlistcompany.co.uk or follow us on socials. See you next time.